Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. It's good to see all of you. Yeah. We have reached that time of the year where it's like it only takes the strong to survive. So you are among the strong. I say you are among the strong. Amen. Are you not glad that you've fallen into a good category of the strong? Yeah, the pastor has not started preaching, but God has upgraded your level. You are in the group of the strong. Clap for yourselves. Clap for yourselves. Great, great. I bring you greetings from our church in Marysburg. Yeah. I, I was there last Sunday. And I was there today. I just preached there this morning quickly to, to come over. All right. They are there. They are alive. They send their love. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. I also came with um, this nice brother called Inzamo. Okay. Mm. He's one of our trainee pastors. They get it. Who is a trainee pastor? A trainee pastor is somebody who's being trained to become a pastor. Okay, so you are in the strong, he's in the trainee pastors. Soon you will be in the trainee pastors. Hallelujah. Yeah, you have not been left behind at all. You are just going steadily, steadily, step by step. You don't want to rush, you get somewhere and then you crash. You, get, you see like the Chelsea coach rushed to somewhere and then, uh-huh, it's too early. You get it, but anyway, say amen. Say another amen. Incidentally, he also supports Chelsea, so he understands what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Say amen. But it's, his, name is, his name is Inzamo. He's a nice brother. How many of you know Fanelli? Fanelli, Fanelli. This is our Fanelli who's always sitting here making a lot of noise. That's, his, that's her uncle. Yeah. Okay, so the church is a family. We are all connected. Some of you will find out later on that I'm your uncle. Why are you laughing? <laughs> it sounds absurd, eh? But you'll be surprised. You'll find out that. You'll find out that I, I'm your uncle or your mother is my sister or your father is my friend. Something you wait and see. It's just a matter of time. You'll find out that we are connected. Or Uncle Lungan, Pastor Lungan is actually your malume. Yeah, you don't know. So be nice, be nice to us now. So that when you find out, you don't have to say, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry for the way I behave. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Be nice now. Tell your neighbor, be nice now. Hallelujah. So it's a blessing. Let me share something quick with you since you are among the strong. Let me share something quick with you and then we will go home and be blessed. Amen. If you are going home, don't go home without saying goodbye. Okay. This is to all of you. And tell all your other friends. It's rude. Okay. I travel all the way from Marysburg, going through all the cars and the freeway and the speed camera and everything and the traffic cops and everything to just come and see you. And then when I come, you've ghosted me. It's not nice. So if you are going home, there's, no, there's no, nothing wrong with going home. If you are going home, it's only nice to say, oh, pastor, I'm going home this week. I mean, oh, really? Where are you going? Then that's it. Then you go home. Then we know you are home. You understand? I say you understand. Yeah, is that right? Don't later, next year, 2020, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, when people say I'm sorry, it's late. So say I'm going home. I mean, some of you, we've been with you for the year. You've gone home, you've come, you've gone. When you are going to say, go, go well, we check. Have you reached home? Are you happy at home? From time to time, we check on you. It's only nice. Okay, so please, if you are going home, just, if you, even if you can't tell me, at least, tell Pastor Lungani. He will tell me. Okay. Uh-huh. 
I'm, I've already started preaching. Yeah. Did I pray? I prayed before, ne? Yes. So I've started preaching. It's also part of the preaching. God is working on your character. He's making you a good person, a nicer person, a better person. Amen. Good. Last week we shared on why you must be a strong Christian. Is that not so? And why you can become stronger. Why you must become strong. One of the main reasons why you must be strong is because the devil we are dealing with is strong. Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6, 12. It says for we wrestle or we battle, we fight. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. No, see, okay, it's good to see you. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities. These are the people we are fighting. It says for we wrestle. How many of you have watched wrestling before? WW Raw. You see that they fight, although it's fake. It's a fight. Is that not so? Uh-huh. So the Bible says that we are also fighters. You are John Cena. You are um, Undertaker. Triple H. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is the one who somersaults. Ne? Uh-huh. The one who has a side leg. Okay, okay. Then I don't know. Who's the one? Eddie Guerrero. Is it the one? Who you, there was one who used to flip. And Ray Mysterio. Is it the one who died? Eddie Guerrero. Who is the one who has the four sixes for star? Remy six one nine. Uh huh. Yeah. All the people that mentioned, I don't know them. If you show them to me, I can't tell you. But I have a story for each one of them. I can't tell you the six one nine story today because it will take a. If you are not in a hurry, I can take my time. Now I'll tell you stories and preach you. One day, I went to. I, I finished church like this. Then I didn't see one of my church members. Okay. So I said, ah, why didn't she come to church? So after church, whilst they were having after church meetings, I decided, let me go and look for Palessa. Because I didn't see her in church. So I drove, I went to her place, I knocked on the door. You know, this Ekasi, you knock from the side. Yeah, so I knocked, then they, I heard Gena. So I enter. Gena means enter. So I entered. So when I entered, the grandmother was sitting in the kitchen. So the grandmother saw me. And the grandmother knows me. So when she saw me, she just said, <laughs> she just told because that family, both the grandmother, the grandmother comes to church at times, then the mother comes to church, then the lady. No, now that day, the mother was working. So I knew the mother was going to work. Do you see? And the grandmother only comes when the mother is around. So my real church members were the mother and the daughter, two daughters. Okay, so when the, I got the grandmother knew why I had come, so she didn't say, she just smiled happily and said. <laughs> so I just started to walk into the living room. Now when I got there, I saw the strangest thing I've ever seen before. This girl, she was watching wrestling. Look, a very quiet girl. She, look, when you see her in church, she doesn't say anything. She's quiet. She's just pleasant, but quiet. She was watching wrestling. No, you are not surprised yet. I'm at the beginning. Why are you so much in a hurry? That's why I tell you, if you are not in a hurry, I'll take my time and we have a nice time. Look, she was watching this. My first shock was what she was watching. Wrestling. WW Raw. I didn't know girls watch wrestling. So I was shocked. Do you see? And then she was standing. And she... <laughs> yeah. As I was, I was so shocked. And do you know the final shock I had? She had taken off her shirt. I mean, she was there bare-chested. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, she had taken off this. It's like she wants to be. That's why the grandmother said to me, I'm sure they had advised her she won't listen. So it's like, finally, your pastor will see what we are talking about. So that when I entered Amat, like she was bare-chested. And she couldn't see me. She was so engrossed. So what? Oh. Yeah, I had a shock. So it's later 
that she told me about, um, said there's a guy, says one, he has a style. He says one, and he never miss. He says Buyaka also. Really? Ah, I, now we have another something. Buyaka, Buyaka, says one night. Yeah, he has a style. So I asked, what he says is the final style. When he does it, that's the end. I said, so what if he misses? He said, oh, no, he cannot miss. I said, hey, hey. What? That, from that day, the girl started to talk to me. Because she had something that she liked that she can talk about. So it's like, so when I see, I said, oh, come and tell me who's there. Who's there? Then I, I hear there's a guy called John Cena. They say, oh, John Cena. She will talk. Yeah, hallelujah. So the Bible says that we are in this type of John Cena, Ray Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, um, The Undertaker, and Paul Bearer. All the, we are in this type of battle as a Christian. Why you must be a strong Christian? As a Christian, you are in a battle with these forces. Number one, principalities. So th- that's why you struggle with things. That's why we struggle with things because if nobody was opposing us, it would be easy. But there's a principality opposing us. Do you know who a principality is? A principality is an authority over an area. Just picture principal in your school. Like I said, somebody is the principal of the school. means the whole school area, she has final authority in the area. So there's a principality in every area. That's why there are some sins that are dominant in some areas. There are some sicknesses that are strong in some areas. And you will see the same. But you, you take somebody who is asthmatic. You take the person to Eastern Cape. You have a lot of asthmatic reaction. You take them away from Eastern Cape. It will almost be like they don't have asthma. Uh-huh. So there are some problems you are dealing with now. If we were to change your geographical location. If I take you to Qatar, you stop stealing. I didn't say you steal. I'm just trying to... You, it, because nobody steals there. I mean, if they whip you in public about 13 times, you stop. You mellow. Do you get... So it says, this is the first force we are dealing with, principalities. They are like authorities over geographical areas. There are some places if you are there, you will never smoke. Not that you have stopped smoking, no. It doesn't... It won't, this is the reason why Sunday morning, as I'm preaching, you can't smoke now. Can you smoke now? No. Like right now as I'm preaching, you can't say, oh, look, excuse me whilst I get my spliff. Then you take out the spliff, then you start. No, you can't. Because the, the, the power that is prevailing here, even you, although you have that. I flew with some guy just before we got on the flight. He asked me, how long is the flight? I was wondering, ah, you don't know how long the flight is before you bother, you book to come and use this flight. So when I said, hey, six hours. Hey, then he started to scream. No, I knew he was an addict. Immediately I knew. Because like he's trying to picture six hours without smoking. Six hours without a high. They said, I'm coming. Then he went. Some, by the time he came, his eyes were in the sky. Like he's trying to get as high. And I'll say, you don't need to get high. The plane itself is going to go high. Yeah, there's no need to go. We are all high in the, in the air. <laughs> Do you get it? But whilst we are on the plane, you can't smoke. Do you, do you get it? Because it's not allowed in that setting. It, so I'm just trying to explain to you what principalities do. They control the area and they make people do certain things. Hallelujah. Amen. One of the principalities of South Africa is people not marrying, just having children. You'll be some, any girl you meet, maybe look in her pocket. She has a baby in her pocket. No matter who the girl is, you can check her pocket. It's, 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 check her back. Check inside her shoe. She has a baby in the shoe. So she's too young. You are lying. Go and see. Maybe there's a baby in the shoe. Or there's a baby in the back pocket. Go to the village and see. You see, she's a mother of three. 20 years, she's a mother of three. Not even two or one, three. And none of them is twins. Or triplets. It's like one, one go per game. It's inside the pocket. It's a principality. Are, are you understanding what I'm It's a principality. Okay. So it says that's why you have to overcome the principality. You have to build strength. 
He said, so that's what we are fighting. That's, how, that's why we do wrong things, because of the principality in the area. He's forcing us to conform with what happens in the area. Then the second person we are against is we are fighting against is powers. Not even that, not even that we even if we are fighting, they are also fighting against us. Power. So someone says, ask for me, Bishop, me, I don't like problems. I'm not going to fight against them so that they don't fight against me. That's even easier for them. As for they, they are on a war path. And they are fighting you whether you will fight back or not. You fight back so that it's a fight, or you stay there, then it's a beating. If you don't fight back, then it's a beating. They just continue to beat you. Yeah. Powers. That's the second one. Powers are like spiritual forces in an area. Spiritual forces. You know, like demons that operate in the area. Then he says, rulers of the darkness of this world. Rulers of the darkness. These are spiritual operations that happen in darkness. And we are fine. And because every day darkness comes once, you have to come against them at least once a day. During the day, they let you free. There are some problems, you only get them in the night. Am I saying the truth or am I just I'm to, am I talking to myself? There are some look, some of us have some problems. During the day, they don't show up. So even when you try to talk to somebody about it, it's almost like you like to imagine you like imaginary problems. Because the problem only comes in the night. And you meet the person you are, who you are asking to help you. Meet the person in the day. So during the day, you look so normal. When you say, the person, oh, look, this girl, she's just looking for attention. She's not looking for attention. The problem, the problem is like a goat. It comes in the night. It comes. Don't you see that when you go, I'm sure all of us have been to a nightclub before. If you have been to a nightclub before, give me a wave. Nightclub. Receive the power. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Receive it now. Good. You see, now more people are saying the truth. Eh? No problem. You, at least those of us who have been to a nightclub, will use our experience. Do you see everybody who goes to the nightclub thinks they know how to dance? They all think they know how to dance. All of them. Because in the nightclub, there's a setting. Apart from that, almost everybody is tipsy. There's, there are, there's some light. Apart from there are dark lights. There are lights that make the place look in the night. Whether it's in the day or it's in the, the whole place. The walls have been painted black. And the lights, so as soon as you enter, it's, it's nighttime. There's a street in Paris. It's like a whole street. They make it night 24 hours. So it's like any time you get on that street, it's night. Yeah, 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 I went to see it with my own eyes. A whole street, it's like lights and everything. When you get there, you feel it's not night as in pitch black night. You feel it's in the evening. Meanwhile, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. It's made such for the activities that go on there. Uh-huh. In the nightclub also, they create artificial darkness, night, everything in the club. So it's dark. There's red light, blue light. They are all mixed. Then there's some black and white light. It flashes like that. It make, even when you are not moving, you feel that you are moving. You feel, like it goes with the beat. So when you see your arm, you feel your arm is moving to the beat. Meanwhile, it's not moving. It's, intention, it's not your fault. It's intentionally made that way for you to do, for anybody who's there to behave in a certain way that suits the place. Do you, do, do you understand? So, you see people, you watch and say, I'm going to the club. You know, you don't know how to dance. What are you going to do there? Because the nightclub is for dancing. What are you going to do? When they are there, they feel that they know how to dance. Because when the lights play, and they are just moving a bit, a bit, the light deceives them that they are dancing fully. Rulers of the darkness. So, it's like these, these demonic forces, these evil spirits make Things that happen in the dark happen to us. And we are fighting with them so that we don't repeat those things. Hallelujah. Then spiritual wickedness, which is just sheer wickedness. Sheer wickedness. It says spiritual wickedness because, you see, when somebody is wicked by a spirit, it's different from when somebody is just being plain wicked. Yeah. Wickedness by itself is like 
the person is being controlled by a force that is greater than the person. So you can't even understand how does this wickedness, let's say I come, we come, and then there's lunch, and delay myself. Then I eat all the lunch. Okay, you say that, oh, at least maybe I'll be full. But this one, he's not, he, I'll take her lunch and then I throw it away. Are, are you understanding the difference? So, so maybe I've come, then her lunch is there, then I take the lunch, then I eat it. So maybe I'm hungry, I'll get full. There's a, there's a benefit. Do you see? But when somebody's wicked by a spirit, look, the act they are committing, the act doesn't benefit them in any way. But, so I take her lunch, I throw it away. Just so that she can be hungry. <laughs> do you get it? it says, oh, there's a spiritual force behind the thing. It's like, even it's unreasonable. Even when that person is now thinking straight ahead, this is what you did. They'll be like, oh, but why would anybody do such a thing? That's how it is. A spirit is, so somebody like Adolf Hitler just killing Jews. It's like a spirit is controlling the guy. So he says, these are the things. You see, somebody has raped a, a three-month-old baby. I mean, three-month-old baby. What are you raping? Do, do you get it? But you know it's very common. In our area where we live, very, very common. It's one of the principalities of our area. Very common. Rape a nine-year-old. I know a guy. I buried a guy. He raped a 94-year-old woman. 94-year-old woman. She's left with only bones. What are you raping? Yes, yeah, seriously. But 94. Yeah, and the community got angry. They cut off his head. I went to bury him. Yeah, I buried body and head. They joined me together, super glue. And we put them, put him, I put him in the ground. Yeah. Hey, Pastor, how, where do you know such people from? You must be a very bad guy to know such people. I accept, no problem. I know a lot of bad people. I know you, that's why. <laughs> that's the same way I know you. Why did you think I would know you? So it says, these are the people we are fighting against. That's why we have to build strength. Do you understand why you in particular must build strength as a Christian? Because how many of you can see that these forces, as I'm describing them, you can see that they are not easy to handle. They, they will not be principalities. The person has spiritual authority over the place. How can I overcome such a person? Powers. Powers. I mean, something with demonic forces. How will I overcome? Somebody who rules in the darkness. The evil that come in the dark. Many of us are afraid of the dark. Yeah, if you were to come here, all the lights are off. You'll be, you'll be worried. You know there's nothing here, but you worry till you turn on the light. Then it's like, ah. Yeah, so these are the forces. How am I going to survive? The way you are going to survive is by building up strength. Building up strength. Building up strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is just for last week because I wasn't here. Now let's come to today. Okay. Now, who is a strong Christian? A strong Christian is a Christian who is steadfast. Okay. Let me give you maybe to be a, what it means to be a, to be a strong Christian is to have a deeper Christian life. To be a strong Christian is to have a steadfast Christian life. To be a strong Christian is to be an unmovable Christian. To be a strong Christian is to be a spiritual Christian. To be a strong Christian is to be a holy Christian. To be a strong Christian is a mature Christian. To be a strong is a zealous Christian. To be a strong Christian is a fruitful Christian. Did you get all that? So, when we say somebody is a strong Christian, so this gives you a picture of what God is trying to make with, in, in your life, or what God is trying to work. He's trying to make you a matured Christian. He's trying to make you a fruitful Christian. He's trying to make you a steadfast Christian. He's trying to make you a deeper Christian. He's trying to make you a zealous Christian. You don't know, or to be this, don't write these ones down. But I'm here. If I'm still your pastor, I'll teach you all this. Don't worry. I'm just giving you a picture that to be as when we say you are a strong christian what we mean is that you are a matured christian what we mean is that you are a fruitful christian what we mean is that you are an active christian what we mean is that you are a steadfast christian these are the things that we mean there are nine of them okay what we mean is that you are a holy christian there are nine of them and god willing we will look at all of them one by one so that we build strength in each of these areas Hallelujah. We build strength in each of these areas so that when we come against these forces, we are strong to battle them. Your pastor is able to overcome these forces because he has built strength. 
Not that he's better than you or he's holier than you. He has built strength. So when you also build strength, you will also overcome all these demons. Hallelujah. So today I want to look at how to be a steadfast Christian. So one of the areas that you must build strength in is being steadfast. What does it mean to be steadfast? It means to be steady. Steady. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, the Bible says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing for, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. So Paul encourages us here in this scripture, 1558, that my beloved brethren, my, my friends, my brothers, my sisters, you, you of Lighthouse Chapel International Mass Group, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that whatever you are doing is not in vain. So he gives us key advice here that as a Christian, be steadfast. What does it mean to be steadfast? It means be somebody who doesn't go off. Now, the word steadfast is a word developed by the Navy. Okay? It's a naval term which has been adopted in the English dictionary, which today we all use. And a, a look at what it really meant to them helps us to understand what Paul was saying by telling us be steadfast. Okay. Now, you know that when a ship, you see, back in the day, when a ship is traveling on the sea, not even back in the day, up to today, when it, on the sea, there are no lanes. You see, as we're coming from, from, from Marysburg, we know the entry, we know the lanes, how to go straight, how where not to turn, everything. But on the sea, there are no road markings. So you leave South Africa, you say you are going to India. So you set off from Durban on the Indian Ocean, and you just keep going. You, don't, you can't use um, GPS to turn left. In three kilometers, turn right. They're short, they're, you are on the fastest route. You're, everything is in front of you. And you have to keep going till you find India. So sometimes they show you, like, from where you are, if you are to just go in this direction, you eventually find India. And if you go straight. Now, because there are no lanes, you don't know whether you are going off or you can't tell. How many of you, even when I come, I say, let's arrange the chairs for our services. When some people arrange the chairs, they realize that, ah, they count, there are six lanes here, there are seven lanes here, but all of them are in the same. How come that seven could fit here, but only six can fit here? Do you, do you get it? So I come, I tell them that, you know, it's not easy. So use the lines, the markings on the ground. Use the, the towels that have been put on the ground. Use the lines to get it, because with the use of your eye, you can't get it straight. That's how the ship moves on the sea. It's not, you, they can't get it straight. Do you see? Because there are no lanes to, to tell them that we are going straight or you have gone off. You are, no, no, no. There's nothing. And if you leave yourself, the waves will take you to where you don't want to be. Uh-huh. The waves will take you. And mind you, in those days when you are traveling, on the ship. You see, a ship takes a long time to get to its destination. So they put enough water, enough food, enough everything for the, to last the trip. So maybe the trip will be 21 days. They put, they put maybe food that will last for 30 days. Now, if you go off, if you miss your route, and you get lost on the open sea, and your food, imagine your food is finished. Hunger alone will kill you. Yes, starvation. You die by starvation. So the ship doesn't have that option of, oh, um, uh, we need water. Let's stop at the next garage. There's no garage. Have you built a garage on the sea? There's no garage to stop. Do you see? So you have to make sure that you stay on course to your destination. To, to be steadfast means to stay on course to the end. That's what it means to be steadfast. So when the ship is on the sea, they develop a way of having like things to move towards. So when you, when you see any of the things, 
do you see, like they tell you, oh, you are going to India. After you've been on the sea for about three days, you will see this thing on your right. Maybe you see a certain kind, Egypt. But it will be on your right. So if you keep going and suddenly you see land, but it's on your left, it means you have gone off. So you need to now navigate your way to the point that that land that you are seeing comes to your right. How, how many of you are coming along? Uh-huh. So let, let me use these, these ladies as Nosipo. You say I have not mentioned your name, so come. So this is Nosipo. Stand here. Okay? Then Fezi. You two. No, no, don't go to Nosipo. Hey. Be, just be here. Alright? So I'm coming from here. So they tell me that as we are coming as a ship, after three days, you will see a black stone. That black stone must be on your left. Do you get it? It must be on your left. So I travel for three days. Then suddenly I see the stone, which is this one. But it's on my right. It means I'm lost. If I keep going, I will end up where I do. Even if you end up on land, you are better. I'll be at sea and my fuel is finished. My food is finished. Everything is finished. All we can wait for is to wait to die. So when I reach, I see that, hey, this black thing is supposed to be on my left, but it's on my right. I start to move this way. To come, to come, to come, to come, till now it's on my left. Then I ah. Then I check how many days did I lose to come. Maybe it takes me one day to come here for it to come to my left. So I start calculating that now I'm at three days. That's why they give you a little extra. So if the trip is 21 days, they give you food for like 30 days. To make up for those one days that you get lost, then you come here. So to be steadfast is to, one, stay on course. Number two, to make it back when you are lost. In your Christian life, by all means, you make a mistake here, there, here, there. But when you see that you have made a mistake, it's foolishness to continue to stay in the mistake and say, oh, because I've made a mistake, I failed, so I won't continue again. Rather, when you realize that you have made, realizing that you have made a mistake, it's like seeing that this black thing is on your right instead of your left. So what do you do? You start to find your way back from the mistake so that this black thing comes back on your left. Remember that with our walk with God, God is not necessarily expecting us to get things right. It's not like he's giving us a license to make mistakes or to sin. But he's expecting us to get to the end. Are you coming along? God wants you to get to the end. So if you realize that you are here and it's the wrong place, you make your way back. Then you are back on track. Then you start moving. Then they say after seven days, you will see that you are moving into an island. This is the island. So when you see that you are coming straight into the island, it means you are on track. So six days, you start to look up. Can we see? Can we see? Then you see, oh, that's the island. Then you start heading towards the tell. When you get close to the island, then now you make a left. You, you, let's say, you, yeah, you make a left. As you are getting to that island, you make a left. So when I see that I'm close, then I make a left. Then I start going this way. So you go that your left, maybe... One day, then you make a right. So you just use time. They've calculated the speed at which the ship is moving. So they know that in that one day, you will cover this distance. So one day, I'm here. Then they say, now you turn right. Maybe um, 90 degrees. So you turn right 90 degrees. Then you begin to see India. Then you now start heading towards India. India, India. You just keep going straight, 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 straight till you get to Baghdad. That's how the ships used to move. So then they discovered this term steadfastness, which is the ability to start with number one, stay on course, the course that you have been given. And number two, come back on course when you have gone off course. So you look at the pillars. The things they say you will see on the way. When you get there, you see they are the right, wrong side. You try to get them to the right side. So like that, like that, like that. Then you come. Oh, that's the black thing. Hey, then you get to this place. Then you come. This is Sri Lanka. So you turn on Sri Lanka. Then you turn. India. Then you go to India. 
So when you get to India, this is where now you've got into your destination. God says, congratulations, my son. You struggled, but you made it to the end. Well done, my son. You may, may you make it to the end. May these forces, principalities, powers, wickedness, rulers of the darkness not be able to take you off course. May you press through all of them and make it to the end. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. So to be steadfast is to stay on course or to come back on course when you realize that you've gone off course so that you get to the end. That's the strength we are planning to build as we walk with God. Hallelujah. How can you be steadfast? Ten minutes, I'm just about to close. Develop steadfastness, number one. Develop steadfastness, number one, by not loving the world. By not loving the world. 2 Timothy 10, 40. How do you develop steadfastness? When I say how do you develop steadfastness, basically what I'm saying is how do you stay on course? Do do, do, Do you understand it now? Don't let the word steadfastness give you any problems. How do you stay on course to the end? Number one, develop it by 1 Corinthians 14. 14, 14. 2 Timothy 14. Stay on course by, number one, not loving the world. Not loving the world. 2 Timothy 4.10. It says, For Demas has forsaken me, which means Demas has left me. Demas was one of the members in the church. They came to, Demas came to church on that Sunday when Bishop came to preach. Now he says, Demas has left me. Demas has gone off course. Demas has forsaken the faith. He has left the faith. Why? Having loved this present world and is departed into Thessalonica. He says, Demas, he left me. Maybe this is the point I'll do with you today and then we continue next week if you are still around. The reason why Demas left me is because he loved this world. Now, you see, as a Christian, God is trying to save us from this world without taking us out of this world. Eventually, God will come and take us out of this world and even destroy this world. Do you see? But until then, we have to exist in this world. Now, while we exist in this world, it's a battle. We have to fight and work towards not loving the world. Not loving the world because anything you love, you move towards. I'm sure this Demas guy, he went to Thessalonica. Maybe he saw the Thessalonican girls. So, wow, these girls from Thessalonica, you should see their hair alone. My God, they don't need to go to the saloon. The hair, wow, they have legs for days. Wow, the color, my God. Maybe the Thessalonican girls were the type of girls Demas liked. Maybe he liked thick girls. So when he went to Thessalonica, he saw thick girls. He said, wow, I'm going to get myself one of these Thessalonican girls. Maybe he went to Thessalonica, he saw yellow bones. He said, wow, my God, even the skin alone, wow, it will balance my color nicely. I got to get one. I got to get one. Anything you love, you will gravitate towards it. That's why you see a young girl whose parents have been nice to her all her life. Growing up, they've taken her to school. They've done her hair for her. Had birthday parties for her. 16th birthday party, 18th birthday. Every year she has a birthday cake, this, that, this. Then when this girl turns... 19 or 20, 21. She sees a young man. Total stranger. She doesn't know him from Adam. Sees this young man. 
Do you understand she doesn't know him from Adam? He doesn't know him from Adam is the beginning. From the Garden of Eden, from the beginning. <laughs> doesn't know him from anywhere. Yet you say, oh, I'm in love. Hey. Mommy will talk, no, I'm in love. Daddy will talk, no, I'm in love. Never try to advise a girl who's in love. You will become the girl's enemy. No, I'm telling you the truth. You become, even me as your pastor, once I see that you're in love. That's why I advise you now, before you fall in love. So that, look, what, are, what, what is Bishop going to say? That's what I'm saying now. So apply it. Then. No, you, look. There are about three or four types of people you can advise. Number one, I've told you that one, a girl who's in love. Number two, a guy who has just become rich. New, new, in French, we call them nouveau rich. They say, just became rich. You can't advise such a person. Do you get it? Then the third one, a toti with a gun. I mean, what advice? Go to school, okay? Going to school, <laughs> how are you going to advise such a person? And number four, iPhone users. You can't advise them. iPhone users, you can't advise them. No, no, no. You can't, you can't advise them. And by the way, why should you advise them? I can use Huawei to advise them. Anyway, that's by the way. <laughs> Let's go for it. So you see, the person is using iPhone 2. iPhone 2. <laughs> you still can't advise such a... If you are using iPhone 14, we can say, oh, okay. But iPhone 2, iPhone 4. If he uphold themselves, they're frozen you out. But he will not take your advice, I'm telling you. <laughs> yes, you are using Android apps in your iPhone, but you can't advise him. But back to serious business. A girl who's in love, you can't advise him. Such a girl. So when you see this girl, that, that no. So we have been, we've been nice to you all along. All your child say, oh no, I'm going to be with this guy. Yeah. And you will see this nice girl. Will pa- I mean, this girl, I was nice to her. She was my sweetheart. We were always nice together all along. For years, when she came to first year, I look after her as a baby. That's why those of you who are in first year, I tell you, you are blessed to have me as your pastor. I'm telling you. I will look after you properly. You will be shocked. You just have to say, I'm here. I accept your leadership. Lead me, help me. I look after her from first year. So one day I was there when she told me that Bishop 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 <laughs> what, what do you think? I said oh I think it's a good idea so I said I'll introduce you to a guy check him out and see no problem if you like him great if you like him also we find somebody else so I introduced I said, oh, check out this guy. Fast forward. Today, she's aggressively trying to leave me to go and be with this guy. Yeah, she has forgotten all the five years that I've looked after her. When she failed her exam, I was there. When her heart was broken, I was there. When she used to say I'm her number one guy. Recently. I saw that she has put on her status this guy, and she has written, my number one guy. I said, Ipo. I, I sent her a message. I said, I thought I was your number one guy. <laughs> she sent me a message. Oh, the categories are different. I said, hey, have you, uh, <laughs> have you been on a WhatsApp group that you see is very quiet? No, no, they've created another group without you. That's why it's quiet. That's how... <laughs> That's how she's treating me. If you like, ask her, have I done anything bad to her? She'll tell you no. Have I, is there any problem? No. Actually, I've only been good and helpful and everything. We are at this point by the grace of God because of me. Yeah. yeah. But do you know what? She's in love. So that thing she loves or that guy she loves, the forces that are pulling her Look, if you put the guy's goodness here and you put my goodness here, he cannot even compare. No, 
know he cannot even compare in any area but listen oh but love 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 i i know that eh, it's not this but i'm going i know that this but i'm going i know that this but i'm going why something love is in her heart so it's pulling her to it love is a powerful force that's why you must love the right thing yeah that's why you must love the right thing that's why you must love the right person you see now we will be worried by now if that guy was a bad guy but that guy is a very good guy yeah very very good very nice brother i also raised him also from nothing to some other place yeah so i connected two of my i said oh this one really can work powerful yeah do you get it now what's my point if you don't fall in love with the right thing you will go towards the wrong thing the thing you fall in love with brothers don't fall in love with the wrong girl look no matter how much i advise you you will still go after the girl yeah, you think that, oh, Bishop is only saying that the sisters don't listen to advice. It happens to the brothers also. It happens to the brothers also. You will go after that, the wrong. So, I mean, look, my only advice when it comes to love and relationship is that two things, fall in love with the right person at the right time. That's all. If you do this, I'll support you to the end. The right time. Because sometimes you may find the right person, but the timing is wrong. And the timing can bring all type of complications to a beautiful thing. Like I was saying about the Chelsea coach, he's not a bad coach. See what he was doing with Brighton. He used Brighton to beat United and everything. I mean, do, they are doing very well. But he's been perhaps exposed to Chelsea at the wrong time, too early. So now he's looking like a bad coach. If you, you watch Brighton play, compact side. Compact side. Wrong time. And sometimes it's the right time, but you've gone to the wrong person. So like I said, pray. Now that there's nobody inside, pray that you will find the right person and at the right time. That's it. This is my only advice. Everything else is pretty straightforward. When you get these two things right, everything else is pretty straightforward. No, even no advice that I will give you will be too difficult. Because it's all, we are not solving problems. We are moving forward. We are taking steps to go forward. So Demas, he loved the world. One of the things to love about the world that, like one of the way the, the, the world, the, you see, the world comes with glitz, glam, blitz, bliss. Do you see it? And you can go out after it. You can be there. You can feel, oh, you, I love the world. I love the, some, some Christians feel that they are, we are missing out on sex. If I give my heart to God, he will say I shouldn't have sex again. Yeah, so I, I, I think, let me, let me be in the world. Have, let me be in Christ, but let me be part in the world so I can be having sex. The girls, the gold, the money, the fame. I want to be like a, somebody who's on Silimatunzi. There was a show like that, ne? Dugu Dugu. Is that the one? That's the one, eh? Yeah, Dugu Dugu. Silimatu. Tunzi. Yes, I mean, Dugu Dugu. Yeah, I want to shine. I want to be so you even compromise. So because of that love, you sacrifice your Christian life for it. If you want to be a stable Christian, disconnect your heart from the world. Bible says, "Love not the world, neither the things that are of the world." For he that loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You see Christians looking at unbelievers with glistering and glittering eyes. Me, as I'm there, I don't think any unbeliever is having fun more than I'm having fun. You name the unbeliever. Name the person. Even name the celebrities. Oh, Bishop, are you having fun more than um, this person, this millionaire? Oh, you'll be surprised that I'm having more fun than the, the supposed millionaire you are talking about. He just has more money than I, I do. But Joy and happiness. That when I'm, I sleep, I'm asleep. Yeah. Oh. He, when he sleeps, he can't sleep. The guy he has bought Twitter recently. The guy who bought Twitter. I don't want to mention his name. I don't know anybody you are talking about. I don't know anybody. I don't want to. Um, 
Moss, Mess, Me, whatever his name, Ma, the, the, yeah. You know, when we had Corona, we used to wear, yes, uh-huh, something like that, yeah. Do you think he's sleeping by now? I mean, I don't know why he even bought Twitter. Because you have enough money. What will Twitter do for you? Now he's bought a problem. The whole world is turning against him now. Yeah, do you think when he sleeps, he sleeps? You'll be surprised. You don't have his money, but you have more peace than he has. So stop feeling jealous of him. And allow God to bless you in your time. Yeah. See unbelievers, they've gone out Saturday night, they are drunk, everything. It's like, oh, if it's not that I was going to church, I would have laughed to go to. Oh, you are too short sighted. You are looking at what happiness that is transient is just today. And by tomorrow, you are miserable again. Why wouldn't you seek real joy that you are happy, you are, you are joyous in Christ? Yeah. Yeah. Telling you, many Christians have not taught themselves to 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 be happy in Christ and to enjoy their walk with Christ. That's why you see when you see unbelievers, you think they are having a good time. Many of them are papalas this morning as we are here. Drunk, don't know. I mean, and you see, and 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 some of these they are things. It's just sometimes when you see somebody is overly like like you see a lady, she has put on a lot of makeup. It's a, it's an outward compensation for an inward something. She's compensating for something. She's making up for something. She's trying to hide something by. Yeah, sometimes you see they are overly, overly updating their status. I'm here, I'm this, I'm. It's just to, they don't go anywhere. It's the first time they've gotten to go somewhere. The whole world's got to know about it. The whole world's got to know about it. People who really go to places, they, they are even trying so that you don't see that they've gone there. I was watching an interview of this footballer, Henri Thierry. The guy who used to play for Arsenal, the French international. He's, he lives in New York now. And you know, America, they don't really know much about football and everything. So they were, he was being asked, how is it like to live in New York and where they don't know you are not a superstar? They said, oh, it's even very nice. Because now you don't have to hide. You just have a normal life like everybody. But if he was living in Europe, everywhere he goes, the cameras will be following. <laughs> But in New York, they don't really know him. So he's there once in a while. Then one person will recognize, ah, are you Henri? And sometimes he says, oh, no, I'm not. And they say, oh, you look like him. Good. Then he has some privacy. Real people who are having fun, they don't want anybody to even know. Yeah. So, so usually they are compensated. A lot of these people who move around saying they are happy, you wait and see till the day they come with a broken heart and they come and start crying in your room and say, please pray for me. Please pray for me. I had a girl like that who is like she's having fun. It's like she's the happy. Every Sunday she came to see me. She was, she was crying. Why are you crying? She went to this guy, and then one thing led to another. Water passed under the example is here, so I don't want to say. But water passed under the bridge. So and then after water has passed under the bridge, and the bridge was broken. Now the municipality people have not called her back again. <laughs> <laughs> To at least, if nothing at all, to fix the bridge. Broken the bridge. Stanford Bridge broken. And she was crying. Meanwhile, if you were to go back two weeks, three weeks before then, she looked like the happy one. And I'm sure all the sisters were looking at her, licking their lips. I wish, 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 I wish. There she is crying, broken hearted. Because somebody has broken the bridge. And after they've broken the bridge, they've not even called again. Hello? Am I talking to Christians? Disconnect your heart for Don't have love for this. You will follow it. You will chase it. Just as a, this, this, this nice girl, she's going to, it's, look, she's relocated to go as far away as possible from me. Yeah! Because of love. If you love the world, you'll be surprised. You'll you, you leave the whole church and go and follow it. 
And I'm not just talking about even love in terms of, if you love, I, I, mean, I knew a guy, those days back in the day, we are just, I was as young as you, we had just become Christians. And there was, there was this um, beer advert on TV. And you know some of the nicest adverts on TV are alcohol adverts. Yeah, anything good. The advert is not nice. Alcohol. Hey, you don't know. They go to the same school. They are all over the world. They meet together. When you watch the Heineken advert, it's like, wow. Who thought of such a bright idea? And they get all the nicest people in the world to do those adverts. Then when they have to do advert for wear a mask, they bring an ugly guy wearing a mask. What are we going to do with this? Sure. So this guy, anytime they were advertising the champ, these are the champions. The champion is the only anthem in the world nobody knows how to sing. They play it all the time, but nobody knows how to, to sing it. <laughs> then there's be somebody who's drinking, he'll be looking at him. Eventually, he became a drunkard. Eventually. He followed the thing he loved. Don't follow. You see, I tell you this story and I close. The prodigal son, the Bible tells us of the prodigal son. In Luke chapter 15, the prodigal son. The Bible tells us this boy was in his father's house. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give unto me the portion of goods that followed on father divided unto them his living. And not many days later, the younger of them said to his father, father, the younger of them gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance on righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country who sent him to the feet to feed swine. For no man would give him to For he would fain have filled his bed with the husk that the swine did eat. This guy was living at home as a prince. But he told him, there's something in the world. There's something out there that I, I need to find. There's something out there that I need to get. He took everything and he traveled into a far country. When he traveled there, he realized that what he was looking for doesn't exist. This guy started to eat with Pigs. Yeah, he started to eat with pigs. And I says, and when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough and to spare? And I perish here in hunger. He says, I will arise, I'll go back to my father's house. And say, Father, I've sinned against heaven and again. I'm no longer worthy to be called in son. Make me as one of your servant. So this guy, he went back. But when you read later, he said, he, when his brother came, his brother said to the, the father that, this your son who has wasted his life with harlots. This is the part that the father perhaps did not know. Do you see? But the brother is the one who revealed to us this part of the story that this guy who left the house, he left because of harlots. Hey, he was spying the girls in Thessalonica. He said, ah, these girls are nice. I got to go get one. I got to go get one. And eventually he left his father's house and he went there. Anything you love in this world, if it's the way the world people dress, you like, I say, when they do their makeup, they say, wow, I want to be. You know, as a Christian, there's no problem with doing makeup. And, and let's be honest, some of you ladies need makeup. But I mean, just a little. So that if we are watching black, we watch black. If we are watching white, we watch white. Not in between. Do, do you get it? I mean, you know sometimes it's confusing when the colors are blocking. So one tone. <laughs> you see, we don't have, I don't have a problem with makeup. But there's some type of makeup that makes you ostentatious. Like you are like plastic. It's like you are not real. What are we looking at? Is it you? Is it you? It's like you are, is it, are you Barbie? So like, I'm a Barbie girl. It's so fantastic. It's plastic. You touch me anywhere. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Then we are. We don't even know what. what we, sometimes even we can't look at you. We look at you when we come and phrase. Ah, glory be to God. Just commentate. So when we, anytime we are, we are looking the yes, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. We can't even look at. It. It's like it's plastic. You are not real anymore. Yeah, like I'm saying. 
I don't have a problem. Once in a while, there'll be something, put some makeup, highlight that it's fine. But be real. So we are in love. When I see, you see, when I, I when I see the way Charlie, I saw her drip. It was too nice. So, 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 ah, then you are just good. You are ready to sacrifice your Christian life for it. It's not worth your Christian life. That's called going off track. Make your way back on track and be steadfast and stay on course. Stay on course. Or else it will pull you in. Sisters, don't fall in love with an unbeliever boy. He will pull you out of Christ and out of church. No matter how good he is. No matter how good he is. He may be a good boy. He he calls his parents every day. He says goodnight to his mother before he goes to sleep. Once he doesn't believe what you believe, he will pull you to what he believes. He will pull you to what he believes. God said to Solomon, you see, Bible, Bible says Solomon loved many strange women. He loved many strange women, including the daughter of Pharaoh, the Zidonians, the Ammonites, the Gittites. The he loved all of them. He had a wife from all these places. Well, God had warned them, don't go with these people. And God's reason was that they would turn your heart after their gods. But Solomon said to God, I'm in love. Bible says, and Solomon claimed to these things in love. So he said, I'm in love. I'll go with these things. And that's what all of you say when, when you are being directed to yourself. I'm in love. That's why I said take advice now that you are not in love. To love the right person at the right time, there will not be even one problem. Yeah. There will not be even one problem. But Solomon said he was in love. And he followed this love thing. Guess what happened? The Lord had to come and punish Solomon because of this. I pray that you will love the right things so that you can stay on course. So guard your heart. Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So force and keep it. And I believe that you will be a steadfast Christian. For some of you, maybe this may be the last Sunday I'm seeing you before you go for Christmas holidays. As you go, keep your heart on God. Keep your heart on who? God, don't go and fall in love with somebody at home. You've gone to Josini or wherever, Mtuba or um, Zimkulu or Matatiel or one of these. Then you go and see this, your old boyfriend from grade seven. Primary school guy. He has been waiting for you at home the whole year. Then you go and now give your heart to him. You will backslide, you will go off. But I pray that you stay on course to the end. Stand to your feet. As we close. (laughs) Lift your hands. Let us pray. Father, thank you for every single person who is here. Help us to stay on course in the name of Jesus. Even up to the end. Lord, I pray. Anyone who is going off course right now, give us the help that we need to come back on course. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. I cover every single person with the blood of Jesus. Help them to stay on track even to the end in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You are here this morning. Maybe somebody invited you to church. You say, Pastor, I want Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. I want to pray with you quickly as as we close. Look, Pastor, help me to ask Jesus to come into my heart. You are here like that. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want you to lift up your right hand and I will pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Lift up your right hand. If you are lifting it, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray. If you, if you lifted up, up your hand, just come to me in the front quickly. Let me just pray with you and then we close. Just come to me I'll pray with you quickly. It's a quick prayer. I'll pray with you. I pray with you. It's a simple and a quick prayer. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that you, Jesus, are the Lord of my life from today. I am born again. 
Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, cover them with your blood, and fill them with your spirit. Use them to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful. Please go back to your seat after the service. Somebody will speak to you. Have you been blessed by this morning's service? Have you learned something? Wow. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.